Hey there, I'm Amy Schmidt, and welcome to this episode, the very last episode of 2020. (laughs) Before we kick into a new gear, a new year, new challenges, new great health, new everything. You know what? An abundance of blessings in 2021. So I'm so excited to have you here today for our very last episode, and it's going to be a great one. It's all about skincare, skincare at midlife and beyond. And you know what? I don't know about you, but my skin has certainly changed over the years. I'm a bit of a skincare junkie, to be honest, and I'm so excited to have Michelle Mori with me today from The Wellness Jar to go over and answer some questions we have, especially as our collagen and our skin changes, our elasticity our dryness, all of that, all of those things. So we're going to dig into it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with the insightful Michelle Mori. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm so excited for this interview. I know I say excited every time, Michelle. I don't know if you listen, have you listened to past episodes, but I'm always excited because I love to bring experts on that share their insight about things that are really important for women, and this yeah. is one of them. So welcome, Michelle Mori, who is Thank a nurse you. practitioner at The Wellness Jar, and um, I'm just excited to have you here. I had your colleague, Dr. Gian, uh, I don't know, maybe like two months ago, and it was amazing. Yeah. So It was. I listened to it. It was great. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. Um, so we're going to dig right in and, you know, because we just chatted a little bit before we even started to record this morning about the fact that life right now is so crazy for everybody. Yes. And, you know, it's just, everyone's a little unhinged. Everybody's getting less sleep, everybody, all of those things. And those things kind of manifest into our feelings about ourselves, you know, self, self-confidence, all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, in our skin, which we're going to be talking about today. Um, so let's just start out by a little introduction to you and uh, just a little intro of who you are and why you do what you do. Okay. Um, I'm Michelle Mori. I'm a nurse practitioner. I work at Wellness Jar. I've been doing this for about 20 years. I love what I do because I can see the difference in the patients that I treat. Um, if they come in and get a skin product or if they have filler or anything done, they usually send me pictures afterwards saying how happy they are and how much better they feel about themselves. And mm. that really is basically why I love my job so much. Isn't that great? It is. I mean, you just, it really is. It's so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And when you see that immediate reaction of, oh, you just feel better because women are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think women are, we're our worst critics. We absolutely are. Absolutely. Why? Why is that? Is that what you see with your patients when they come in? Are they just immediately like, oh, they're not happy about themselves. Right, right. They aren't. They aren't. And a lot of people don't know what to do. And it's frightening if they haven't dipped their pool, their toe in the pool yet. Um, They see a lot of bad cosmetic work done out there, a lot of bad, you know, treatments with lasers, and they get a little bit nervous. So a lot of it, when somebody first comes in, I just say, what bothers you? And then I explain to them what we can do to help them look more youthful without changing their face completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What bothers you? So what are the biggest things you see? Because, you know, when we talk about women over 40, we mm-hmm. immediately, I actually recently wrote a book. And one of the things, one of the data points that I had in the book was a, was a study that was done at University of Georgia a few years ago. And it was women between the ages of 45 and 50 looked in the mirror and were immediately disappointed in what they saw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was because they wanted to see that 
20 year old, you know? Right. And so what, what are the things that bother when they come in and you ask them that question, which really kind of gave me goosebumps because I thought about the answer, how I would answer that myself. What right. really bothers you? What are right. you hearing from women? I hear a lot of under the eye circles, you know, hollowing out here. Um, the truth of the matter is, which is very unfortunate, is our collagen and elastin starts kind of like taking a dive at 30. So 30, 30 that early, that Ouch. early in age. And I think it kind of holds itself until you get around 40 and then you, you look in the mirror and you feel like you're 20, but you don't look like it. So I think a lot of women see that with the underlying circles under the eyes, um, some hollowing around here, the face is kind of starting to fall. Right. So I see a lot of that. And I always ask my patient, what bothers you? Because they may see this one thing on their face that's bothering them. And it might be something totally different than me and what I look at. So it's what matters to them the most and what bothers them the most that matters. Yeah, exactly. What are the biggest changes we see with our skin? You know, once we start that perimenopause part of yes. life, which it's I just lovely. had my doctor, my doctor just said to me, Amy, um, you're 50. And I'm like, yeah. And, and she said, treat yourself, you know, as the guest of honor. Like I always say that I say, I try to treat myself as a guest of honor and make myself a priority, but sometimes I forget. And, but she said, also keep in mind, you are 50. You have lived on this earth for, you know, five decades. So honor that too, because we are going to change over time and we can't completely be, who is it? Benjamin Button. Is that what it is? Exactly. That's him. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's him. Yeah. Brad Pitt. Um, So anyway, so, so what changes do we really, I mean, what are the typical things we're going to experience perimenopause and menopause? So I usually um, try to start off by telling women to treat themselves with grace because women innately want to take care of everybody, the children, the husband, the home, the dogs, the pets, everybody. And they're last, you know, at night, you know, a lot of women say, I'm so tired. I don't even have time to wash my face. So they take a moment and look at themselves and they have five seconds and they went go, Oh my goodness. So flushing um, is a lot that comes out on the face when you kind of are going through perimenopause, hot flashes, your skin gets thinner. So you see a little bit more redness on your cheeks, a little bit more capillaries, your collagen and elastin, unfortunately, like I said, start to go downhill at 30. So everything's kind of losing its tightness, I would say. And your fat pads in your face are also kind of starting to fall, which gives you the lines here and here and here. Gravity. So gravity. Yes. And, time. and it seems like gravity just accelerates once you hit 30. It kind of, the, the hormones and the gravity kind of work together to make the face fall and thin out also. Now, these collagen supplements that we see at, say, Whole Foods, the grocery store, or, you know, things like that, are those things that we should be taking? Are those things we need to be talking to our doctors about? You know, what, what do you suggest around that? Because I see a lot of things collagen-based. I even see powders. So yes, what, what's your is. advice there? There is. I think that that depends on your provider. Um, usually when you're taking something orally, it's a lot more difficult to get that into your blood cells and into your skin because it's going through the digestion process, meaning going through your stomach, the acids breaking it down, the liver breaking it down. So in theory, you're not getting very much into right. the skin. So okay. normally something that's topical, um, like a Retin-A, you start off doing that, use that for the rest of your life. That's wonderful. It turns the cells over. It helps with precancers, skin okay. damage, thinning of skin, dry skin. It helps with all of that. You just have to be very careful and baby step into it because if you start using it every single night, it will make your skin very dry and red. Right. So I usually say people to start off using that like every third night 
Um, a good sunblock also that has zinc and titanium in it is very vital and something that has antioxidants to put on your skin every morning, like a vitamin C or mm. something like that that helps protect you from the smog and all of the pollutants that are out there in the environment that also add to breaking down your collagen and elastin. Mm, interesting. Okay. That's very good to know. And that Retin-A thing, you know, I lived in Europe for a long time and um, somebody there said they started Retin-A products at 30. I mean, yes. they just started. Yes. Is that really what? Yeah. And, and so yes. that's very, okay. That's good to know. Yes. So Retin-A is pretty about. much, you know, any dermatologist you talk to will say, get started on that. Do not stop. Build up to being able to do it every other night or every night, but start doing it now in your 30s or 40s even, right. or 50s is even fine, and just start using that every third night. It really helps plump your skin up, and it's something that keeps working over time for a long time. Interesting. Okay, that's great advice. So I had a mom who was a huge skin care. I mean, she always took care of her skin. It's funny. I say this often because she would watch Dr. Phil, or she would watch, you know, read Target, you know, something from yes. see an ad for tar something in Target, or she'd see something, and she'd always send me a little email and say, Amy, check this product out. She always was a skincare junkie, but she also was a woman who used Noxzema and like a buff puff. Yes. For forever. I mean, I think mm -hmm. in high school, I used Noxzema and a buff puff. What can we yes. do as women? Like, you know, I mean, remember those, those buff puffs? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. I don't think they make them anymore, but that's what she used to do. She had beautiful skin. I think part of it, is it true that part of it is genetics too? Skin. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. If you're more Irish, Welsh, you know, descent, you're going to have more ruddy skin, red skin, broken capillaries. If you have olive skin or Mediterranean, you're not going to have as much issues with that. Unfortunately, with fair skin, you see more blemishes and sun damage as you kind of go apart in your age process. Also where you've lived when you were younger and how much sun you had. Right. When I was younger, I sunbathed four hours on each side in the sun and I could kill myself for doing that at this point exactly. because it really ruins your skin. Yes, exactly. I had a couple questions that I always like to, sure. to, to get from followers and from listeners. One woman asked about this area here, which mm -hmm. on me, this, this, well, I shouldn't say that because people that are listening can't see it. What is this? The neck and yes. then the decolletage is this area here, oh, the V. It's decolletage. such a beautiful, decolletage just sounds yes. so sexy. Very French. <laughs> Very French. <laughs> and, and this woman has issues from sun damage. And yeah. I can kind of relate to that because I was a swimmer my whole life and a lifeguard. So I would do the same thing. I'd be out there for hours. Sure. Are there things that you would suggest for this area to kind of, um, I guess she has, she struggles with this particular area. She doesn't like to wear anything but turtlenecks. Yes, I understand that completely. Um, you can also start doing Retin-A on your neck and your chest. However, also I would suggest see your dermatologist because a lot of the bumps here could be pre-cancers, right. could be a basal cell. I would get that cleared first, make sure nothing is like pre-cancers going on or cancerous. And then the, the uh, dermatologist also can, can, su can su suggest creams that you can put on the chest mm -hmm. that will help get rid of that brown. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would say always, if you're going to venture into that, always make sure that you've had a body check first from your dermatologist before you do anything on your skin because you don't want to you know, right. accelerate anything. And when we talk about dryness, you know, a lot of women seem their skin really gets dry as they get older. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably that's thinning and things like that. Is there, should we be using a daytime moisturizer, daytime moisturizer and evening moisturizer? Is that something we should always be doing in our routine? Sure, absolutely. And to add to that also, a lot of people have dry skin on their whole body. So if you do, you know, like omega-3 fatty acids, I know they don't taste great, but internally you're taking that. It helps with your skin and okay. it's also helping your heart. 
Um, right. Something else I always tell my patients is do not take hot showers, which I know a lot of people love to do. If you do these hot showers, it makes you flush here and here. It really dries your skin out. Yeah. Try to do lukewarm, pat dry when you get out of the shower and put a moisturizer on your whole body. Mm. Um, also, no bar soap of any sort ever to use bar soap. It strips your skin and dries your skin greatly. Wow. Um, a body wash like a Dove body wash is fine, but no bar soap. No bar soap. Okay. No bar soap. Yes. They do kind of gross me out. I got to be honest. I'm not really a bar soap girl. Now that they have all those great different, you know, uh, body washes. So that's, that's great for our um, community to know. So throw away those bar soaps. Throw away the bar soaps. And when you dry, pat dry, don't rub dry, pat dry, and then put your moisturizer on. Yes. Why? You're sitting there rubbing like this. You're getting the skin all raw. Uh, and you're, you're taking all that moisture off. If you're patting, the moisture is still there a little bit. And then you're moisturizing on top of that and getting that condensation of the leftover water into your skin. Mm, Michelle, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Try. Okay. Because usually I, you know, I rub. Of course. I oh, do. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've learned so many things already. Hey, uh, I had a question about eye creams. Sure. Uh, you know, this woman. Okay. So I should actually, she is in Arizona. Um, probably sunny Arizona and warm Arizona right now. Um, she applies an eye cream and she wonders her eyes always get very red after applying it and she applies it with her ring finger. Is that what we should be doing? Well, if you're applying it with your ring finger is fine. Um, I usually say to use your two pointer fingers and dab underneath your eyes and above your eyes. Don't rub because that's a very thin-skinned area. If your skin is getting red in those areas, there might be something in it that's causing irritation. So maybe not to use that eye cream. Mm -hmm. A different one might work better. Okay, okay. Eye cream um, tends to, out of everything, tends to cause the most irritation because that skin under your eye is so delicate and so sensitive. A lot of people get side Mm -hmm. effects from different types of eye cream. So if she's getting redness, I definitely say to maybe switch to a milder one. Okay. Great advice. Okay. That's super for that person. Um, they talked about lashes too. There's a lot now about, because lashes, did they fall out as we get older or why do our lashes look so much? We kind of, yeah, they're not existing. They do. They do. It's a hormone thing also. If Is you it? have high, high estrogen and yeah. you don't have a good amount of progesterone, which happens, right. um, your hair thins on your head, your eyebrows, your lashes, it starts to all thin out. Um, so some women are using, you know, fake eyelashes, but there's also another product out there. It's called Latisse that also helps grow eyelashes. And some women do that on their eyelashes and their eyebrows. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because for some reason, as we mature in age, our eyebrows kind of stop growing midpoint and then it's thin on the outside. So that wow. helps with that. Do men go through this? I tell you. Oh, men. no. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, geez, I mean, it's just crazy what we all go through. They do. They really do. Men do also, but it's yeah. not as scrutinized as with women. You know, men lose their hair and go bald and get gray and it's okay. They look distinguished. Women, yeah. it's, you know, it looks like, you know, we're an old, old lady when we're not. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about maskne because that's a big okay. word right now because we're all wearing masks. Yeah. And I don't yes. see those going away anytime soon. I don't either. So, and no. is it a real thing? I mean, you know, I, I see a lot of things. People have maskne. Yes, it, it is, is a real thing. Of okay. course, you have something that's touching your face. Right. Um, the best thing I would say to do is if you can get away with not wearing makeup in that area or a thick makeup, try not to do that because it's A, it's covered already. You can't really right. see that area. B, it's clogging your pores. And then you also have a mask on that's rubbing 
causing irritation. So yeah, you're going to get breakouts. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing you can do is wash your mask. Also, if it's able to be washed, wash your mask. Yeah. You know, because some people are wearing the same mask for extended periods of time and there's oil on it and dirt on it that you keep on pressing into your skin, you're going to get pimples. Right. And germs. Mm -hmm. And germs, I, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I've become a huge germaphobe now. I think we all have. You know, uh, so everybody has, yes. 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 So when you, when you look at women that come in and they say, oh, Michelle, what can I do to just create a routine for myself? Something simple. What are three great things that women can do that are listening that can kind of start putting themselves as a priority around taking care of their skin and feeling mm -hmm. more confident? What would you suggest? I would suggest washing your face at night and it doesn't have to be with soap. You can use the Miracellar water. That works fine too. Um, the big thing, women just, they run, 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 cook dinner, get the kids in bed, do the homework, and then they just fall into bed. And sometimes they have makeup on, but to cleanse your face at night is really important. And to use a nice product that exfoliates at night also, because our cells turn over at nighttime. Mm -hmm. So if you can use a Retin-A or like a Retinol even that's over the counter, that would be great to start off using. And then during the daytime, try to use an antioxidant and a sunblock for sure during the day. And if yeah. you do those three things, it really will help your skin a great deal. I heard you just mention retinol. So that's mm -hmm. different than retin-A. So retin-A retinol is over the counter. Okay. It's not a prescription. Okay. So retin-A, or it's called tretinoin, is a prescription. You would get it from your nurse practitioner or from your dermatologist. Um, but if you want to do a baby step into it, retinols are over the counter. Those are great, too, to start using. Okay. They're not as strong. Right, right. But that's great mm -hmm. advice. What can we do about our hands? I get a lot of questions. Um, actually, I'm just writing a piece about hands in women because I think that we look at our hands and they show so much. Um, Absolutely. All of our stories are in our hands, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what are some good things? I mean, there's hand creams and things like that. Should we be treating our hands any other way? I mean, should we be exfoliating? So when you do that sunblock in the morning on your face and your neck, get those hands because women don't think about this, but you're driving and the sun's coming right through that windshield on the tops of your hands and just breaking down that elastin and collagen, giving you brown spots, giving you wrinkles. And usually people's windshield in the front does not have any sort of protection on it. You know, there's not normally a tint on it. So the sun's beating right down on your hands. Right. Some moms are driving an hour to soccer and an hour back and that whole time sun's coming right on those hands. So sunblock on the hands is very important. Oh, that's great advice. Putting sunblock mm -hmm. on your hands. Okay. Mm -hmm. You hear about that. You know, you hear about people that drive a lot. Uh, one side of their face is affected yes. more than the other. It's very true. It's yeah. very true. A lot of people, this side of their face is a little bit more saggier, has yeah. more brown spots and lines. Right. Um, I had a lady that was on this side because she was always the passenger. Oh, so sure. she had the breakdown on this side because her husband always was the driver. So yeah, it definitely does affect your skin, the sun coming through the windshield and the side yeah. windows. Um, and let's talk briefly about Botox because I know that's a question that a lot of women have. Mm -hmm. um, should they do it? Are there benefits? What's it like? Is it painful? Is it expensive? You know, all of those things women think about when they talk about Botox. Also, sure. is there a link to this migraine part of it that it's good for migraines? I think I read mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So fill us in on Botox and, and what your feeling is around that. Okay. But I think Botox is a great product. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think it's really important to start off using it maybe in your 40s. Um, yeah. So I always explain this to my patients that your skin is kind of like a piece of paper. And you take that paper and you fold it in half. And you keep folding it in half. 
over and over and over and over again. That center crease on that piece of paper is gonna get pretty deep. So it's gonna take longer to get that crease out if you kind of open it up. So if you prevent that crease from getting too deep, which is your skin, and right. start to make Botox a little bit earlier to stop the contraction of the muscles and the contraction of the skin, it'll help prevent you having big, deep, deep, deep lines here and in your forehead. But they're gonna take a lot longer to go away if you start right. Botox in your 50s. Right, interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So when people look for, I know the, well, I'm going to link everything in the episode notes to wellness jar so they can reach out to you and get questions answered <clears> and provide that service. Um, I'm curious if, if women are listening all over the world, you know, how do you kind of research that? Are there specific places you should really, I mean, they seem like they're giving Botox so many places all over the world, yes. you know, you, not like a, walk-in type thing but you know what I mean it right. just seems I like, do. how do you know do. where to go that's really credible I would go by word of mouth people that you know and you trust that suggest somebody um, each state has different laws some states allow nurses to do the Botox injections right. which is totally not the law in Florida um, okay. I would look into the how many years they've been doing it what yeah. their training was just getting a, a vibe from the person that they're making the experience unique to you and not just a regular person on a conveyor belt, you know, just coming in and doing their standard they do for everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. muscles are different. Somebody have an, has an eyebrow on the right side that's higher than the left. So you have to, you know, calculate the Botox according to that so that it doesn't get a little bit too wild in that area, you know. Some people have heavy eyelids, so you're not going to do a whole ton of Botox in the forehead if they have heavy eyelids. Yeah. Things like that. You need to assess each patient and understand the muscles and what the product does. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay. Great advice. Great advice. Oh, I love this. This has been a great conversation. <laughs> Good. So when women... Oh, and you asked me about if it was painful or not. Oh, um, we yeah. ice before. We do ice before and it's a very small needle. Yeah. Um, I tend to see that when we do the glabella area, which is between the eyebrows right here, right. that this side, the left side, this little eyebrow area normally hurts the most. I don't know why, but it's not unbearable out of all the shots in the entire face. Yeah. But um, we do ice and it basically pinches for a little bit and then it goes right away and nobody has, you know, I mean, basically 10 minutes after you can't even tell you've had it unless you get a bruise, which is very rare. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. I just love what you do because you just make women feel good. And that's what's so important because like I said, we're all our just our worst critics. We look in the mirror are. and we just immediately think doom and gloom. And we shouldn't do that, especially the climate that we're in right now. We need I to agree. realize how beautiful we are. I talk about that power of self-affirmations and just saying, yes. I am beautiful. There's so much yes. in that. Yes, there really is a lot in that. And you know, women do come in here and say, oh, I'm just hideous. And, and I always stop them and say, you are not, you know, and give them a self-empowerment. You're here and we're going to do this together, not me yeah. sitting here judging you, you know. Right. So I think a lot of people are, women especially, are intimidated because they think they're going to come in and get judged. Everybody's face is different. Everybody has different yes. beauty within themselves. And I'm here to help you and we'll get a, go along this path together. Oh, I love that. Yeah, everybody is beautiful and everybody is different. I love that. Absolutely. Love Absolutely. That. So what makes us all beautiful is that we're different. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we read these magazines or we look at social media and we think, oh, we should be. We should be looking like this. Exactly. Or we should be. Yeah, I think everybody just needs to realize that, you know, we have our own highlight reel and that's what we need to develop within ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, we really do. We have to be our biggest cheerleader. Um, one question I ask everybody, and I can't wait to hear what you say, is uh, if you were sitting on the couch and you look over and there's Michelle at 30, 
what advice mm. would you give her? Um, I would give myself the advice of staying out of the sun a lot more than I was back then, <laughs> a decade ago, um, to take a little bit better care of my skin, um, starting to use those antioxidants and the sunblock a little bit more than I did back in my 30s, would sheer 10 years of you know, sun damage and breaking my collagen down. It was sheer 10 years off, which would be amazing in my 40s. But, right. you know, a lot of times in our 30s, we think we're as invincible as our 20s. And yes. you just think that, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. But it does. Exactly. <laughs> it definitely does. Looking out for your skin and hydrating and, you know, doing your vitamins and your probiotics and things like that is very important. Right. I'd love to get your, your, just your last words on hydration, because I think that's so important. We should be drinking water, right? That is going to show. Absolutely. 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 And that helps with the, basically the moisture on your body also. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Body needs moisture. It needs fluids. And that counts for water. That doesn't count for, you know, diet drinks and diet soda and things like that with all the additives. That's not very healthy for you. Water's the best thing to drink. Right. Right. Oh, perfect. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle Morey from the Wellness Jar. Thank you so much for being here, answering questions. And I look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you. Okay, I love this episode. I loved everything about skincare because like I said at the beginning, I'm a bit of a skincare junkie. So I wanted to give a shout out to Michelle Weitzner over at Poswell Aging. I interviewed Rochelle over a year ago when she first launched Poswell Aging. It's really a skincare line for women at menopause, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. It's amazing. She's done amazing things with the company to this date, and uh, there's so much more to come. I'll have her on in 2021 as a follow-up, but I wanted to let you know that there's special savings from Poswell Aging Skincare Line. If you use the code FF, like Furry Fred or Fearlessly Facing, and then the number 50, you get special savings. One product I love, I love all of their products, but I have to say the Hot Flash Cooling Mist you want to treat yourself to something special this holiday season, it's amazing. Along with a tool that was developed by this physical therapist, amazing. So I'll, I'll link those all to the episode notes. I also wanted to give a shout out to a skincare line that I have used for over three years. I'm actually a consultant with the company, Rodan and Fields. Um, it's an amazing company. It's amazing products. It's developed by two female dermatologists. Um, their efficacy everything around their products. They really do work. I have been a fan of the Redefine line for over three years, almost four. Use it religiously and just love it. So I will link that to the episode notes as well. So as I said at the beginning, I hope that you take some time over the holidays to relax, recharge, and be ready for 2021 and all the challenges. So take care, happy holidays, and we'll be in touch soon.